yeah. I love my HBCU. And bar? I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. 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 I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab. Yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor. Uh, yeah. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Man, it's a great day. It is a great day. Very cold day in all parts of the world. <laughs> so for you all that may not realize that, this is a 116th anniversary for those brothers of the black in old gold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know other people may have some arguments with all that talk, but we just talk about from the general knowledge. <laughs> we ain't gonna get none of that argument today. So BJ Jones, just be nice today. Be nice. Be nice. I won't have to, I won't have to use that mic. Today I get so cold and excited, man. I might just freeze you out, bro. <laughs> but let me give a shout out to Brother Bishop because he is on the show. Uh, happy Founders Day, Charles. And to Mike, Day, he's on assignment with the wife, so. We're going to give him a little pass. He had to do usher duties at church, I believe it is. So, yeah, you got it, man. You got it, people. But, uh, yes, happy Founders Day, Charles. Yes, happy Founders Day, Doc. Like you said, it was a tremendous day when you take a look at this fraternity, what this fraternity started. I'm very appreciative to be a part of it, appreciative to be a part of the brotherhood. Uh, I mean, a lot of lifelong friends. In fact, I'm getting ready to meet a few of my line brothers here right after this show. So, uh Looking forward to it today. Make sure you pass the good brothers the word. You know, if I if I didn't have much more show to do, I'd sit up there and talk about bold, bold ass, bold ass. Eight by eight. Now let me get to it. I know what y'all really came in here to see. Um, mm -hmm. but I did want to partake and just say um, that to all the brothers out there in all seriousness. Uh, uh love being a part of the fraternity and for that, the greater uh, panalytic um, group of us all. And so shout out to BJ Jones in terms of being part of that as well. And then just the greater HBCU, Miag and Swag. So shout out to Joshua Sims and A.E. Drew, members of this team that are going to bring you some knowledge today and break down. So um, let, let's get into it. Let me pull up the statement that was sent uh, from Jackson State University. And then we'll play a little video um, to get it straight from Coach Prime's mouth. So if you would, uh, A.D. Drew, you have the statement. Can you read it for us? Um, we're pulling uh, it up. And so some of y'all will be able to see it, but y'all see what the letterhead more than anything. A.D. Drew, if you would, read, read the first paragraph or so. And this is a statement from uh, – Vice President of Athletics, 
uh, Ashley Robinson. Since Ryan yeah, let me set this up before you do that, because okay. since you said that, it's great. So um, we were in the media room um, as we were taking off, and you have a chance, some of us in the press box, some people on the floor, uh, on the field, I should say. B.J. Jones was on the field. We got to see him as going in, and a lot of the folks that have been covering the HBCU knows that been added to the floor were there. And obviously you had a lot of folks that have come on board lately or folks that were hearing maybe some big news would be said. You had a lot of media that was there. Um, and so after the game, kudos again to Charles in regards to earning the cigar. Obviously, I'll make sure you get that uh, uh, as uh, I got you one last night. But you know, um, <laughs> it's like you're going to be trying to ask for a cigar all the way to the celebration bowl. So I got it. <laughs> and Joshua, we're not gonna leave you out. I see you representing. So whoever Absolutely. gets it done, one of y'all will get another cigar uh, at that point. So we, appreciate it in advance. I appreciate it in advance. Started early already, but um, so you, we we went down to the field about five minutes to the game. It looked like it was going, you know, over quickly and some turnovers back and forth. So it kind of extended out. They had a little problem in terms of the media, camera folks, everybody wanted a piece of the puzzle. They supposed to stay behind the fence. Folks wasn't listening. It took them a while to do the stage. Uh, Prime, Coach Prime was um, frustrated with that. And so he left, checked out, came back, was on stage. During that time, some of the media folks left so we could have our seats uh, be prepared. It's a small room in Veterans Memorial Stadium uh, in terms of the press room but just in general. So we scrolls in there, got a chance to get the Southern players. Uh, McDaniels, McDowell, excuse me, did his thing. Defensive player that transferred in, I forget the name right now. They get, did a tremendous job talking about fighting for Southern, uh, representing in, in terms of how they got down early, fall back. Then you had Coach, Coach Dooley came in and said some words. He came in what would be a little late, and I'm not blaming this on him. I want to make that clear, but he likes to clean up, change up, just as much as Prime is about his time. Big Dooley is similar in terms of being dapper and make sure he clean and, and do what he needs to do. So they elongated the thing. So we waited in there, um, and then <laughs> Charles is the star of the show. Charles walks in there. He's like, Where, what is everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> So I found out later that Charles knew that he left with the team because he wanted to go and get the talking. And so he whispers to Andrew Roberts. Roberts was patient. He did kind of have a look on his face. He went check, verified, like, no, nah, he gone. So he came back. So media was fired up ready. Everybody wanted to be the first one to ask the question. Who was going to be bold enough to ask the question? Mm. Never got the as a chest, everybody's chest fell off, all heads went down for a lot of folks. I said, y'all really thought y'all go ask that question, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of there. And so we left. And as Drew said, question is, is where were you when you heard the news? Drew? I was actually at a Christmas party for Minority Baseball Prospects, another organization that we here at the Black College Sports Network partner with uh, Shout out to CEO Alex White and uh, President Reginald Holland. Uh, they were doing a Christmas fundraiser party on yesterday. And just in the middle of the party is when I got the, the official alert, even though 
just like Prime coming to Jackson State was one of the worst kept secrets in HBCU sports. Prime leaving Jackson State has also been one of the worst kept secrets <laughs> in HBCU sports. Good point. Joshua Simpson, where were you? Yeah, man, uh, all week, really last two weeks, all week, uh, I gotta, gotta give kudos to my brother BJ Jones, man. We we've be out in the say how yeah, how many times we we probably had about maybe 10 to 15 conversations about this, knowing that this was coming. Um oh y'all ain't telling me. Listen, it wasn't my source. It wasn't my source. But you knew before we did. You knew before we did. Y'all left me out the conversation, man. Man, you knew before we did. What is this about? BJ, you knew before you knew before we get into this because I do want to play this video before we get into this. Where were you when you quote unquote got the official word? If that's such a thing. Oh man, believe it or not, Doc, it wasn't until I got back um to the hotel. Uh, and I was able to actually check the uh, ESPN notifications. Uh, gotcha. After the game, you know, I was doing the media stuff with you guys, trying to get in the room, then went back out and tailgated. So, yeah. Y'all don't know media. about the behind-the-scenes madness that goes on for the media folks. Y'all think we just snapping together. No. Go yeah, ahead, man. So, yeah, so, man, got, I mean, did that, man, and was just doing another show, and then the host said something. I was like, well, what, what, they made it official. They... <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, you're right. Yeah. It's gonna go down. It's fun." So, Josh, where were you actually when you, like you said, you heard yeah. and you talked about it? But where were you when you officially got the quote unquote official word? I was actually on HBCU nightly last night when the official word came down. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. did a, we did a late night uh, show last night. At I, I came on there, but I, I didn't see you on there. Man, you, but I, uh, Twitter was Twitter was, uh, was what, weird. Weird yeah, stuff yesterday. So. Great last night. Yeah, yeah, I never got the notification. I was looking yeah, for you. Yeah. It was a it was a bunch of people. It was a bunch of people. I was on there uh, when I got the official word. And uh, okay, man, we skipped right we skipped right past. Man, I took me a nice I took me a nice uh, sip of some high C orange. And, Let's get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Appreciate that. I'm not going to ask Charles because Charles got the cheat code, like you said, BJ Jones. So he's he going to try to play crazy today. Uh, Andy Drew, go ahead and read the first part of that statement. We'll take a break and we'll come back and play a video on the other side. Uh, once again, this is a letter from Vice President slash Athletic Director Ashley Robinson. Tiger Nation. Since arriving in Jackson, Deion Coach Prime Sanders energized and elevated Jackson State football and Jackson State University to unprecedented heights in rebuilding our program to be smart, tough, fast, and disciplined with character. Coach Prime returned Jackson State football to championship prominence. That's the uh, first paragraph. You want to go to the second paragraph, Doc? No, that's fine. Everybody can get it from there. I just kind of wanted folks to get it little brief part part of that. Uh, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll play the video uh, that Dion Sanders Jr. has on his website. Um, so you can go see it for yourself. We won't play the whole video, just the intro part of it. It's called Well Off Media. Um, and so when you get chance, you can go and listen to the whole thing. It's about 14 minutes, so right under 15 minutes. We'll play maybe half of it uh, right after this break. Um, this is Dr. Bill's inside the HBC Sports Lab. We'll play this and then we'll move on and start getting back into football matchups and things of that nature. But I did want to give this a do because I know a lot of people had different 
uh, frameworks of it. And some of y'all, just like uh, was said around here, some of y'all will just hear it about this morning because you have other things that you're doing, dealing with. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this first break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. The human voice. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love laugh and root about. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. I'm real kind with those black snap with your earring. Okay, down for the nitty-gritty. Uh, I know y'all been hearing the rumors and uh, everything that's been transpiring around about uh, my whereabouts and what I'm going to do. And I'd like for y'all to hear it from me and not uh, from anyone else. Um, it is what it is. Either in coaching, you get elevated or you get terminated. Ain't no other way. You get elevated or terminated. And it ain't no graveyard for coaches where they die at the place. It don't work like that. They either gonna run you off or you gonna walk off uh, upon your own recognizance. I've chosen to accept the job elsewhere next year. I'm gonna finish what we started. We're gonna dominate. I'm gonna be into that end and that conclusion. And then when that conclusion in 2020, we defeated Donald Trump. We sent him packing. And elected Georgia's first black senator. We will move on. Now, what I don't want you to do is thinking uh, something is better on the other side in regards to some of you. I would like to have the opportunity to meet with some of you so you don't go and jump in the portal and you die in the portal. I don't want that to happen because some of y'all thinking it's, it's simple like that and it's not. Um, that portal will be loaded on, is it Monday, fella? Yeah. Monday. Monday. Portal opens, mm-hmm. be loaded and they're going to call and they're going to ask because that's what we've done for some of y'all when we were trying to acquire y'all. We called and we asked your coaches, anyone we knew, what kind of character, what is it? And I don't want you thinking since you have the Jackson State um, awards on you that people are just going to flock you and they're going to lace you like that. This is uh, one of the best universities, I believe, certainly in FCS um, that you could have an opportunity to play at because of all the bells and whistles and these particular things that we've brought here. And I'm trying my best with this wonderful gentleman to help 
choose this next guy for you. Um, my recommendation goes to TC. Uh, they know how I feel about TC. I want TC and uh, several of the staff members are gonna be retained here, but that's mine. I, I would love for someone in-house because I, I don't really know how y'all would act with somebody outside the house coming in to really not understanding how we function, how we get down. So that's my recommendation. So let's clap it up, TC. Hope <laughs> That's not his sole decision. So don't put it on him. He has a hierarchy that he must go through for that to happen, right? AD, I would not be here if it weren't for this man. With all, you have no idea the trials and tribulations that we stood back to back and uh, worked out for some of the things that you don't even know about, some of the things that y'all have no idea about. And uh, I'm not tired of fighting whatsoever, but if I heard God's voice on coming, don't second guess of my hearing ability. I know God, and I know when he shifts, and I know when he moves, and I know how he gets down with me. I always, I always questioned things when I was a player. How can you be so dominant and have to play for five football teams? That don't make sense to me. I ask God that often, but then I had to understand when he's taking you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and allowing you to provoke change in different places, that's why he would allow me to play for five darn football teams and four baseball teams, But because it, it doesn't supposed to happen like that. But I understand the calling that he has on my life. Um, and I feel like I gotta do something about it. It's been four or more African-American head coaches at the next level that has been terminated. I haven't heard not one other than a candidate like myself to replace them. So to me, that's a problem that many don't think about, but that's a problem. If someone don't step up and step out and hold it down for us, that's a problem. And many of detractors, I guess they don't understand college football consists of 70% African-American, I don't care where you're at. It just happens to be more at a HBCU. But it's not like I'm not gonna speak into the lives of young African-American men and women um, alike, because my challenge is still to provoke change no matter where I am. And I'm gonna be me. I'm 55 and I don't plan on changing no time soon. Um, God made me like this and, and, and I think God is pleased with what he's created. This is probably the toughest moment for me ever because it involves y'all. If it didn't involve y'all. This powerful $99 drone is now available in the US. This is an extremely high-tech I'm out. But when I talked about his story and understand some of you all stories that I've come to know and the seeing the progression and seeing what 11 did out there today and just seeing what some of you guys uh, have climbed to is un-darn-believable. And that's the thing that, that got me. 
That that's the thing that's holding me hostage is y'all faces. And not only y'all, but the uh, equipment team. I'm gonna let you make it today, baby girl. I'm gonna let you make it. The equipment team, the training staff, uh, the media staff, the photography staff, um, the GAs. Uh, I see you, Jan. Um, everybody included. Um, the documentary team as well. This ain't easy. And it's not about a bag. I've been making money a long time and I ain't nowhere near broke. So it's not about a bag, but it is about an opportunity. So I always felt like if you dominate your opportunity and you treat people right, the bag is gonna always come. I never chased the bag. A bag has always chased me because I've always tried to make the right decisions and do the right thing regarding people, regarding decisions, regarding life. It hadn't been too many times where I was meant to stay right and I took a left. Maybe a couple of marriages, but I take that back. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But any questions you have? This is Roy's girlfriend. This is Dr. Neil inside <laughs> Man, the back channels and backstories you hear on the show all the man. Boy, if you could hear what we talk about off the we camera. Should, we should just do an outtake section. section. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Neil's inside. Let's get into it. Let me go with you first, Joshua Sims, being on the outside in terms of MEAC, mainly in terms of where you cut your cloth, for lack of a better word. What were your thoughts? Uh, when you heard the video, yeah, Doc. I mean, you know, the, the the fortunality and also the unfortunately is that I am on the outside. You know, I, I live in Miac country. I'm a Miac guy, uh, so this this doesn't really this didn't really have as much of an effect on me uh, as as I'm sure others from inside of the, the swag footprint uh, would. Um, outside of the fact that I grew up a a, a Deion Sanders fan as a player. Uh, as as a coach, he was always kind of uh, on the other side of the tracks, you know. So for me, uh, it doesn't have very much of an effect. Uh, my heart and mind does go out to those student athletes. Uh, he said some very important things in that part. I won't get long winded about that. About some of these student athletes not jumping in that portal and dying in that portal, you know. So uh, you know, but that's a message that I send to a lot of kids, a lot of student athletes that I, I talk to on a day to day basis, week by week basis about you know, staying out of that portal unless you necessarily have to, um, and, you know, being willing to face that adversity that's going to be in that program. Uh, you, you know, you committed to Jackson State. You didn't commit to Coach Prime. You committed mm -hmm. to the I love. Um, so, you know, so somewhat of a commitment there, fight for what you believe is going to be right. Um, and if the opportunity isn't right, um, just know that there may possibly be a home for you other places, but uh, not necessarily. You know, so be careful, be strategic, you know, have a conversation with your parents. But as far as prime goes, man, uh, I think he he handled it the way he felt like it was best. And so uh, uh, kudos to him and um, much success to him in Colorado. I appreciate you being good because we're going to let you get into the oh, yes. matchup. You know, we just say <laughs> – I'm just holding back. I got my notes right here and everything, Doc. We're going to let you and Charles tee off because we let Charles and Bishop go at it last week, and that was good. But let me go to you, A.D. Drew. What were your thoughts in terms of what you heard? Well, it, 
he said a lot of appropriate things in there, you know, like uh Josh just said, stay your butts out that portal. <laughs> stay your butts out that portal. But for and and I'll give my long form version of this or my monologue tonight on the BCSN sports Wrap with uh Brian and A D tonight at uh at six o'clock Eastern, five o'clock central. I'll I'll really give a in-depth opinion of it. But I just I just want to say this. Charles and all your all the people at Jackson State, I hope y'all enjoyed this. No, I'm seriously. I hope y'all really enjoyed this ride because if you did not enjoy this ride, that's your fault. That is your fault. You did not enjoy enjoy this. Uh, it's kind of like you you know you go to you go to a restaurant. You got different cuts of meat. You got sirloin. You got uh, New York strip. You got rib. You got filet, you got that porterhouse. And when you get that good porterhouse or filet steak and mm. you savor, you eat it and you savor it, you've been so used to eating sirloin. Then you get that porterhouse or that, or that filet and you savor it. Oh my God, that, that just, those flavors, those, those taste buds, they just get to go so good. But one thing you got to remember about a steak, sooner or later it's coming out the other end. And this is it. It just came out the other ear for Jackson State. I hope you enjoy the flavor. Why you had it? This a fan. This is a fam you strike right here. Oh my god! <laughs> he was this going is, somewhere. Yeah, this he is this was, is a this is a fifty nine. This is a fifty nine to three strike. This is I, 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 I give that one to you. I will, I will take that was, oh, that was a fifty nine to three strike. I will I will take that one. I, I don't have. Hey, hey. This was a this this was pent up frustration from two this years. This is pent up frustration. Yes, it is. <laughs> that was that was therapeutic. For this was group. this was showing up at the Orange Blossom Classic and having to politic for the playoff right after the game. That's what that was. So I, I, I get it. I, BJ Jones, it. let me let me go to you, BJ Jones. We gotta help. Lord. We gotta clean this up, man. We got we got Lord have mercy. <laughs> What did you think when you saw the video? Oh, man. Yesterday, um, I I told Josh, man, I heard the stuff on Friday. But Friday, I'm going to be honest with you, Doc. I was sick to my stomach about what occurred on Jackson State's campus. Um, I couldn't really focus on anything, coaching changes or whatnot, because there's a parent out there that has to bury their child this close to the, you know, to the holidays. And I, I couldn't get away from that. And then yesterday... The thing that I thought in my mind after the game is I witnessed probably the greatest team in, in SWAC history. Um, we always mm. heard, hear about, you know, 87, 88 Jackson State football teams. But I was right here with my daughter, and we saw the, the 2022 Jackson State football team. And I immediately started talking about in, in SWAC history, in Jackson State history, where did this team rank? You know, me and Charles, Charles have been talking about this for a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks. Uh, and it's almost sacrilegious to put any team up there you know, 87, 88. Um, and, and then it immediately went to, damn, so, you know, I guess it's true, man. Uh, man, he's gone. You know, I, I didn't think that we hear any news until, you know, probably today or maybe tomorrow. Um, but, you know, for the last two years, I, I, man, I tell anybody that knows me, uh, I idolized Deion Sanders um, as, as an athlete coming up. Uh, war number two. I had the headband around my neck, the wristbands, the gloves, the things that drove my coaches crazy. Um, so to get an opportunity for these last two years to have conversations with him, 
for me has been surreal. Uh, and and to for him, you know, to even uh, recognize who I am to me is still surreal. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, my my daughter got a chance to meet him yesterday. She has no earthly idea who he is, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But she got a chance, to, you know, to to you know to meet him yesterday. And I think you know, just for me, what he's done for the conference and what he's done for Jackson State, mm-hmm. I don't think that 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 can be denied. And I'm gonna tell you this: I tell people all the time. I don't confo- I don't follow Confederate football really closely. All right. When I say Confederate football, I'm talking about, you know, FBS Power Five football. I don't follow it closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, I am rooting for the Buffaloes moving forward. Hey, I'm, I might go out there and pet Ralphie. Uh, <laughs> I want him, I really want him um to, to do well. And I think as he does well, when he talked about the, the amount of black coaches at that power mm-hmm. five level. He represents all of us at that level. So, hey, I'm, I'm, hey, go Buffs. Hmm. I, well said. I believe that's only three. I believe yep. three, maybe four. Uh, with it with, was uh, four. Some of them, yeah. But we, left, had, so. we had two. That, we had two that were released. Uh, actually, three that were released during the season, or right immediately after the season. So, I know you got your guy out at uh, doing the day. That's that's the one that sticks sticks to my <clears> mind. Uh, and I know there's a a couple of other ones, uh, but Mel, I think Mel maybe Tucker and Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. that said, before we go to the break, Charles, let me let you give the final statement on this. Uh, somebody that um, really has had a front line to this, quite yeah. like none other, really, mm-hmm. uh, to see the transformation uh, in a different facet and. In more ways, not only with Coach Prime, which is one thing, but to me, more importantly, which a lot of these guys are kind of talking about in a subtext, is about dealing with the young men that play for Jackson State University or involved with Jackson State University. When you watch that, um, and I won't tell where you saw that information, because, again, Charles is in the room often, but what were your thoughts when you were hearing Put it that way. Um, when I well, first and foremost, let me say, um, I have no doubt that he'll be successful in Colorado because that's who he is. Um, that's the reality of who he is. I think I've said on multiple occasions, I don't know of another individual who has crossed platforms like this, um, from being an athlete to being a, a, a top-notch broadcaster to being uh, a top-notch coach. Uh, other than somebody like John Madden, the multi-platform uh, individual who's, who's crossed multiple platforms and been successful in each one of them. I don't even know where to start. I think one of the things that Dr. Bill, I remember you saying when he first got there, uh, and it became very apparent to me uh, of him being a change agent, and that is very much who he is. And to know that this HBCU space is forever changed. The landscape is forever changed because of his presence here. Um, and that's that's an awesome, something to really try to wrap your mind around uh, and to watch what he has poured into Jackson State. Um, I remember what his program was before he got there. I don't have a short memory in that regard. And mm-hmm. I, re- I remember Ashley and I, when he was an AD at Prairie View, having a conversation on the sideline where he said, you know, this doesn't even look like Jackson State. And he was right. 
you know. And I remember that time. I remember what Jackson State football looked like before he got there. So I can't be more thankful for what he has reinstituted within this DNA that I call Jackson State football, that something I've grown up watching and to see it at its lowest point and to see where he has brought it back to, to where not just fans of Jackson State University, fans of Jackson State football, but this city of Jackson can really wrap themselves around this program. I've often said for the African-American community, Jackson State football is the pro team. Mm. And I mean, they love Jackson State football. There's the reason why they lead FCS of attendance year in, year out, even when it's down. They love Jackson State football. So for them, to, mm-hmm. for a new generation of fans to relive what Jackson State football once was, I can't put value to that. It, it means the world. So I'm super appreciative for everything that he has brought to Jackson State, everything he brought to the city of Jackson, and everything he has brought to this HBCU space. Thank you, Charles. Great way to close. We'll come back on the other side as we get into the halfway point. We'll do our marching sport uh, halftime show, and we'll come back on the other side, and we'll get into the actual football talk. We'll talk a little bit about this matchup um, in terms of celebration, but before that, we'll talk a little bit about the game that took place, the SWAC championship game known as 2022 between two rivals, Southern and Jackson State. Um, this is the third matchup in the SWAC championship game. Uh, you've heard about the first two where Southern got it done. This time, Jackson State comes out on the other side. Um, and stick with us because we'll talk a little bit about the ups and downs of that game. Um, and we'll be right back after this second break. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. Analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah, and who the ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention. This is Dr. Lil with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Now we're gonna get back to what we really do well. We're gonna get back to some of the football talk and get into it. Uh, stick with us because we're gonna get into the Celebration Bowl. And obviously, it should be fun because we have one of 
Joshua Sims Sr., who is, if you don't know by now, he is an Eagle, North Carolina Central University Eagle out of the MEAC. Uh, and then, obviously, we got Charles that happens to be part of the I Love, Jackson State University Tiger. And you just heard his monologue in regards to how he feels about them. So we'll save that a little bit because you all are going to get folks that have inside information about these two programs to really help set it up. And then, obviously, we have B.J. Jones, uh, that is the football guru coming out of SWAC. He gave you some updates just in terms of his framework, giving you a little history in terms of what he sees, uh, getting some dialogue out there as we get started, because now you have some debate. Where does Jackson State 2022 team fit in the pantheon of SWAC football? So a great way to uh, set that up uh, in terms of that. And then, obviously, with A.D. Drew, um, as he does it only the way he does it in terms of giving you information um, uh, with that. So let's get into the matchup. One of the first things that stood out to me is the challenges that Southern had with the turnovers uh, and that potent defense that came out there. And you see the graphic there where obviously it's like a, as I told you, it's a playoff format. You have the SWAC championship game. Jackson State comes out of there winning 43 to 24. So they represent the SWAC and they will face that North Carolina Central Eagles team out of the MEAC. Uh, in the Celebration Bowl, and that is Saturday, 12 noon in Eastern time kickoff in regards to uh, the Mercedes-Benz there December the 17th. Should be fascinating. Should be fun. You got think about this now. Number one ranked team, 12 and 0. <laughs> then you got what I have as the number two ranked team. That is nine and two. I don't think you could have had – two better teams to play for the Celebration Bowl Championship. Before we get to that, let's get into, uh, again, clean up some stuff in terms of what happened in that 43-24. The first thing that took stood out to me is the turnovers. You just cannot have turnovers in a championship game, uh, particularly when you're playing a number one undefeated team. It's going to put you in trouble. I want to save you a little thought for last, B.J. Jones, because I know – uh, how much you broke into these numbers and broke them down in a lot of ways. So I'm going to go to you first, A.D. Drew, in terms of what you saw in this matchup. Uh, uh, so, I mean, excuse me, SWAT championship game yesterday. I saw a starting quarterback who looked like a deer in headlights. No no better way of putting it than that. that uh, the starting quarterback looked like a deer in headlights. <laughs> kind of took me back last year to Prairie View. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm still wounded. I, I saw a backup quarterback, and I shout out B.J. Jones. He's been saying this all year, that the best quarterback on that roster has been the number three quarterback on that roster for a majority of the year. But once Bubba McDaniel came into the game, let's just put this was put it in it's pure numbers. We love data here. Southern outscored Jackson State 24-17 to 17 after the quarterback check. So – if you think about what could have been, I'm not saying Southern would have won the game with Bubba McDaniel as a, as their starting quarterback because obviously Jackson State would have had a little bit better of a game plan and plan defensively specifically to scheme against Bubba McDaniel. But but the fact is, he was he was a change of pace that they need. Southern just looked better with. Bubba McDaniel playing quarterback. The offense looked better 
which gave the defense more confidence. And then you add in the 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 block punt. And, and, and if you and if you're the underdog team, you you need a turnover or you or you need some type of offensive mistake where they just give you a short field. You got that, you got yourself back into the game, and then the next thing you know, it was a dog fight. I hope y'all realize it was a one score game in the third quarter. It was a one score game until Jackson State reestablished its dominance. But it wasn't like Jackson State <clears> ran away. <throat> and at that point, Jackson State was five trading points with 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 Southern. So that's that's just some of the gist of what I saw from from where I was at watching it in uh in my hotel in Atlanta. I want to go to you, Joshua Sims. Again, this is fascinating to me why I really like the fact that you come on and show not just your football knowledge, but you get to come in and bring a perspective. As a team that already has this ticket, if you would, to the celebration bowl, you're like, we're going to play one of these teams. So how did you look at this matchup from that perspective? Obviously, you're enjoying good football being played at a championship setting, and you've got to get a little more involved with the swag as you've um, – had the dialogues with B.J. Jones, so even appreciation is higher than it's ever been. But how did you look at this? Yeah, I mean, on the, on the front end, um, you know, I still somewhat approach this game as a coach. Um, mm. You know, from a pre, you know, from a pre-game perspective, from a you know analysis standpoint, or you know, or scouting perspective, uh, I was looking at the big question for me was who was going to go out there as the starting quarterback for Southern in this game. Um, I had talked to BJ enough to know that the guy who they thought they were going to roll out, who, who it sounded like they were going to roll out, um, was different than who they actually ended up rolling out. So I'm, I'm going to say this on the front end. Uh, coaches sometimes have the ability to be stubborn and be stubborn to a fault. This is on Coach Dooley. What happened in that first quarter is 100% on Coach Dooley. Not because he was – not because he was – obviously he wasn't the guy out there behind center, taking the snaps. But at a certain point, you have to make a decision that you're either going to go with the guy that, you know, just doesn't make any sense, but it feels most comfortable for you, or you're going to go with the guy that gives you the best chance to win but might not feel as comfortable for you. And it was very obvious from the first drive of the game that that offensive staff and Coach Dooley had made the wrong decision and had opportunities to correct that decision in the first three drives and waited until the last drive of the first quarter when you're down 26 to nothing to make a decision that ended up paying you dividends but not enough dividends. So on the pre-side, from the scouting perspective, you know, on the outside looking in, the number one question for me was who is going to come out there and be the starting quarterback? I was very, very um, high on that Southern defense. I thought Southern defense, given them being two possessions in a row in terrible situations due to turnovers, I thought Southern's defense played really well. You got multiple drives in this game where Jackson State's offense is driving down the field. You hold them to field goals. You hold them to a field I mean, what more can you expect from an offense as potent as Jackson State's is at certain points, I saw them take away the underneath, force Jackson State to have to throw the ball down the field. I saw those DBs make plays. I saw Southern's defense 
be mistake free in certain situations. I just saw situational football and it break it broke down to what I like to see a a drive by drive situation. And then Bubba McDaniels, ladies and gentlemen, the most disappointing part is that this young brother is a senior man. What we saw from that young brother last night and yesterday left me wanting more. I wanted to see more. I wanted to see him next year be able to come out and be the starting quarterback. I wanted to see what Southern would look like next season with this kid at quarterback, man. I didn't know about this kid. And even though BJ had been telling me about it all season, I had no idea. For those who did not know, this young gentleman, absolutely, as he became the starter, when he came in the game and took over, A.D. Drew is right. He led to outscore Jackson State 24-17 to yesterday. He had a phenomenal day on the ground yesterday. Had a phenomenal day through the air. And I was very critical of Bashan McCray last week because he had more rushing yards than he had passing yards. Not the case for this young brother, Bubba McDaniel. He looked poised. He looked ready for the moment. He played a phenomenal game. And unfortunately, he came into the game at a 26 to nothing deficit. And there was nothing that he could be able to do to try to get that game back for Southern. I was a little bit disappointed, but I can promise you this. My notepad is filled, Charles Bishop. I saw a tremendous amount of opportunity, Charles Bishop. And I will be at 1801 Fayetteville Street twice to three times, thrice, mm-hmm. thrice times mm-hmm. a week for the next two weeks, Charles Bishop. You <laughs> will see, Charles Bishop, mm-hmm. that you had a problem with Bubba McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Now you got to face the best dual threat quarterback in the country, bar none, Charles Bishop. I can't mm-hmm. wait till we get to the celebration bowl conversation because I'm gonna get on your tail. Let me help you. <laughs> uh, let, let me help you before you get on my tail. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Richard will be game planning. Uh, I, I don't know who the second string quarterback is in North Carolina Central. I don't hey, know who the hey, third. Hey, I don't hey, know who the third hey, string hey, quarterback Charles, is. Before you go, there, we'll give you a whole segment. I'm going to talk about this. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want us. I don't want us to rewrite the narrative here. All right, I see. I see. I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm like, damn, the school is still wonderful. All right, all right, go ahead. That's why I want you to go back, and I want you to give your perspective of what you saw yesterday in that game in terms of Jackson State against Southern before we move to the next matchup. I want you to go in there and as you played through that game, what did you see taking place? Um, I saw the first thing that kind of jumped out at me is everybody was petrified with all the distractions, how this team would look. And they answered that bail immediately. Um, in all seriousness, and I, I don't want to ask this question um, in regards to Coach Dewey, because I think he's going to take some slings and arrows uh, with regards to who started the game, but and he should. But my question is: is uh, Let's not take away from Coach Dooley or the staff because don't you think they would see in practice who who should have been started? I mean, I always ask that question. So I, I mean, granted, and, and and BJ, you've been saying that this hasn't been the best quarterback, you know, starting for Southern. But at the same time, my, I always will revert back to well. I'm sure this coaching staff, I know who's on this coaching staff, I know they would see that during the course of the season. I know that they would see that, you know, who is popping out on field. So, I, you know, as to who was starting, I was like, you know, eh, I think they got the best person out there, you know, for what they're trying to do. 
That being said, uh, I think every time that every team has hit Jackson State proverbially in the mouth without fail, Jackson State has responded. Yeah. Without fail. So that's I always come back to that. There's been a possession. There's been well, the, the score was only a hit at this point in the game. The score was only it was only one possession game. That's true. That's true. And without fail, this team has responded to whatever adversity has been put in front of them. So, that that, uh, that touchdown by McDaniel's at four twenty seven made it a twelve point game. Twelve point game. Chance yeah. where they would have went for two, if I, and I question that because they could have made it an 11-point game, and even if it fails, you're at a 13-point game. What's the difference? So I didn't quite understand mm-hmm. that decision there. And this is where you're at the mercy. This is where you're at the mercy of Southern, and this is the beauty of it. The band was into it. The fans were into it. Mm-hmm. And I've said that that could be such a defining momentum thing uh, oh, yeah. in regards to every time you play Southern. And I appreciate the jukebox. For I, I talk about it all the time with Marshall. This is where, you know, they, they become that 12th man, and they get the fans involved, and they had the momentum. And, it, and you know, you look back, and you can see the angst was sitting over there on the Jackson State side with regards to the fan base, but the team never responds to that part. It's like just go out and go make some damn plays for the most part. So. And that's one of the things that you oh. talked about. Hold, hold on, Drew, because I want to go to BJ and we work on the time. We'll give you a chance because we're gonna, we've got another segment to spin out of it. But, Charles, I did want to acknowledge the fact that you said this before, and you've been very upfront and truthful, that the ghost of Southern is something that has always kind of stuck with you because you've lived those experiences, which is, I'm sure, what you was talking about with those fans. Uh, But one thing that you also acknowledge is the best thing about this particular version of the Jack State football team is they haven't experienced that. So they didn't have the ghost. They heard what everybody else saying, but they're like, we're just going to play football. With that right. being said, I really wanted to end with B.J. Jones, you know, to give that insight again. We, we've gotten all these different frameworks of the game, and now we got a chance to go to B.J. Jones that has obviously watched this Southern team a different framework, practices, game to game, coming in, knowing the coaches uh, and different perspectives. What went through your head as you're watching this game, and you're on uh, – floor level literally on the grass and getting the chance to see action in a way also as a coach that others haven't. So what did you see in this game? I'll say this, Chuck. <clears throat> what you saw yesterday is what you saw in practice. What you mm. saw yesterday was what you saw in the scrimmages. There's no right. difference. Mm. The best two quarterbacks on this roster are 15 and 12. Nine mm. can roll there with them. 11 ain't nowhere in the picture. Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. He's nowhere in the picture. That's repeated from that's that's Jaguar Nation seeing scrimmages, practices, you name it. Uh, and, the, and the word that we always got was maybe 11 is just a game. And because we've had that before. Uh, but to yeah. move forward, down 26 nothing, I started to think how, how ugly this thing might get. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Jackson State, man, my heart went out to those kids. Everything that had gone on in the last 24 hours. I was like, man, we're going to be able to tell how good of a coach Deion Sanders is and that style, how well they get them prepared, you know, to play. Because we live in the internet era. You know, this can happen back in the day, and we just can be completely blindsided by it. Uh, but they came out, man, they ball. And when Bubba got the call, that look, when he looked back and he looked at the bench, and he gave that, bu- that Bubba like, yeah, here we go. 
I looked back at uh, Keidra Gibson. I said, here we go. And when he came in, mm. the way that he took command of the sideline, hey, that's my bad. Hey, offense line, need you give me this. Need you give me that. You saw stuff from him that you don't see in the star. You saw the confidence in the receivers. Remember when he first got out there, receivers dropping pass. They were used to the ball getting up on them like that. Um, he kind of just out. He had not only control of the huddle, control of the sideline. You even heard the fans behind him start chanting "bubble, bubble, bubble, bubble." And I feel like this, Chuck. We made that change at ten nothing. We having a completely different conversation today. We made that change at ten nothing. We are having a completely different conversation. But man, shout out to Bubba McDaniel. Those guys, they didn't quit. They didn't give up. But more importantly, man, shout out to Jackson State. And, and Chuck said this all, all year, and I, and I said all year. When Jackson State needs to get to four, they get to four. When they need to get to five, they get to five. Every game was Alabama and them, Alcorn State, Campbell. They do what they need to do to get the job done. And people have their, their, their question marks about uh, Coach Sanders and what he's able to do. But look at that football team on yesterday with everything going on, how they were mm. locked in and got the job done. So I can't do nothing but give kudos to that Jackson State football team. Uh, this championship was well-deserved. And, and I will give kudos back because there was a point, you know, 26 nothing. I wanted blood. I'm a Jackson State fan. And for, <laughs> for, for, for Southern to fight back in the manner that they did, it showed me a lot about, you know, uh, championship pedigree and how uh, – programs are because they did they fought their way back into the game when uh it could have gotten away real easy so and kudos yeah. to bubble McDaniel in that in that regards for you know lighting the ship if you will let's take this last break we'll be back on the other side it's time to move forward it's time to get into the celebration but we got two weeks so you'll get information at nauseam you come right here and you're gonna get inside <laughs> playbooks, analysis that you can't get nowhere else. You're going to get Joshua Sims literally bringing out his playbooks. He's going to be ready. I see you, Charles. <laughs> Steve, we'll be back. right back after back. this break. <laughs> Too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. 
You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesa yes, and pay attention because he gon' This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. As you see, why we call them professors. The professors are back in the building. We have clinical professor Drew. We got visiting Professor Sims Sr. We have visiting Professor Jones. And obviously, we have the Professor Bishop in here. Let's get back into it. Celebration Bowl, 12 o'clock. I told you, we got one team coming in, number one ranked uh, in just about everybody's poll, top five in the country uh, in terms of FCS, 12 and 0, um, 8-0 in terms of the conference play, getting it done. And then on the other side of the ledger, we have number two ranked, top 25 ranked team all in the country at what, number 23 last ranking? Is that correct? 21. 21. 21, thank you. I want to make sure I get that correct uh, in terms of ranking. So you have top 25 teams, two top teams. I think almost anybody in Army will tell you these are the two best teams in HBCU football in terms of 2022. So in terms of a matchup, if you can't get excited about this, I don't know what kind of HBCU fan you are in terms of what's going on. So I'm going to go to you, AD Drew, and I'm going to get this out of the room first. The key matchup Uh-oh. that both people have seen is Campbell. Obviously, Central had to go on the road. Uh, Jackson State had them at home. Why sh- should folks not just focus on that matchup? Why? Because... I think that, you know, I think a lot of folks, it's the easiest thing. So, folks, right. I'm coming to y'all as experts in terms of the field of how you need to take multiple data points, barring a term from Mike Washington since he's not here. But a lot of folks will want to take that one data point and say, all right, this is why it's going to go there. Why should they d- dig deeper and listen to us in terms of finding more information on how to analyze this game? Well, n- number one, c- Central is not Campbell. Uh, Jackson State is not Campbell. While they do have that common opponent, Campbell does not play like either one of the two teams that will face each other in the Celebration Bowl with their style on both sides of the ball. So there are going to only be limited tendencies that you're going to be able to pick up off of watching the film of the opposite opponent that you're going to be able to translate back into what you, what you do because, because of that. No, uh, the other thing uh, is outside of the Campbell matchup, we got to look. We got to look at the two coaches, and this is something I was gonna bring out about yesterday. Uh, a couple of decisions that Coach Prime made on yesterday, I thought it was a very interesting decision for him going for two early in the first quarter after, after the turnover, not once but twice, trying to deliver the knockout blow mentally to Southern. And that is right. And that's what I was gonna say. That is something that 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 Prime does. Prime will take his shots and and gamble on his team because he has the confidence in his team. If it does not go his way, 
that his boys will still be able to play through it. Whereas Trey Oliver tends to be a little bit more conservative, and as they say, by by the book, and do what 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 the book says. Okay, yes, this is that time in the fourth quarter. You up by this? Now I go for two or something along those lines. You may see Trey Oliver do it, but Trey Oliver is going to be pretty much cut and dry. So that is the one thing that you know I I want I want people to look at these two these coaches and their tendencies and see in a championship setting if one if either one of them does something contrary to what has been their success and what has got them to that point mm-hmm. all year because we because we've seen coaches do that all the time in big games they make that one call trying to surprise the other team they never made it all year this that it's that play they put in in the second week of August and they want to run it here BJ Jones, in terms of this matchup, what do you look at? What are some of the key factors that you say, hey, these are things that are going to be different in terms of who's going to ultimately win this game? Um, the one of the things I'm going to look at is uh, Jackson State's offensive line, the ability to run the football um, against North Carolina Central's defensive line. Uh, they mm-hmm. run a three-man front, but it's not a large three-man front in the way that traditionally uh, you see three-man fronts. Um, so that, that defensive line, um, they're going to have to rise to the occasion and stop the run, make um, Jackson State one-dimensional. And also the pressure that you're able to get on Shadua Sanders. You saw Southern able to get pressure. Getting pressure and getting them on the ground is two different things. Um, so uh, getting pressure, getting home, uh, but getting home and getting them on the ground. And also, uh, Davius Richard, um, he's your man is special. Uh, he, he's going to have to be special. Um, he's going to have to have a uh, – a Davis Richard type of day. Um, and uh, seeing what Bubba did yesterday was like, hmm, Davis Richard. Um, and, and also, man, his receiver is going to have to help, help him out. Um, you're going to have to catch some contested passes. Uh, you're going to have to go uh, go up and get some. Um, and then that running game, man, that, that running game, uh, Josh talks about the backs that they have in the backfield. They got them. Being able to establish the run, and they have some bigger backs. Um, so it's not going to be a lot of arm tackling that you're going to be able to do. And then Davis Richard, the, he's a big kid. Ain't going to be no arm tackling on him. Um, so um, looking at those things and also that special teams battle. Uh, I saw some chinks in the armor as far as Jackson State from a special teams standpoint, particularly as far as uh, punt coverage uh, and punt protection. Um, so uh, we'll see how that is. One staff knows where they're going to be next year. One staff probably right now <laughs> is trying to figure it out. They got one Moving foot season. In, in Boulder and one foot in Jackson. Advantage North Carolina Central. Hey, how much Charles do you all cost you? down at the uh, local store? But, uh, all right, I'll put one on hold. I'll let you know in two weeks whether I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, let me go to you. Uh, I want you to talk about the offensive uh, part of Jackson State going against Central's defense. Uh, what are you looking for some key matchups that you want to see on that side of the ball? Uh, Shador getting the ball out of his hands and the receivers making plays. Uh, the, the very thing that we saw yesterday uh, with regards to taking on Southern's defense, uh, that is, I think, part and parcel of, of what we look for with regards to this Jackson State offense. I mean, the question becomes, Jackson State averages 38 points a game. Can they get to their average? You know, mm. I, I, they have, you know, without fail, uh, all season uh, exceeded or, or, or gotten to it. So 
uh, the question for me is, you know, I, I know people continuously harp on the distractions and and this, that, but they operate in this space. They've literally had three documentary crews around them for three seasons. Now. I mean, distraction is just what they do. I, I've, all, I've often been uh, amazed at the way they compartmentalize whatever the distraction might be to focus on the task at hand. And trust you me, the focus is on finishing. That was the theme with regards to the SWAT championship game. And that theme continues through to 13 and up to the celebration goal. The focus is on the finish. Uh, I think the best thing that could have happened to Jackson State's defense yesterday was Bubba McDaniel. You know, because I don't think they had faced a quarterback that could hit balls downfield. Or really, that, that was a, a good enough pass to, you know, make them respect, you know, uh, uh, having to play both both things, so the run and the pass. They're normally so awesome at, at, at shutting down the run that they can pin their ears back and just come after you. He was able to get some things downfield, but at the same time, I, like I just mentioned, Josh, I don't know how, how much preparation there was with regards to the third string quarterback. So I, I, I've i said this all year, and Dennis Thurman, I trust. I'm going to continue to trust him through this game. Josh, I'm going to ask you a little bit about from that perspective, uh, Dennis. Thurman in regards to defense going up against your offense. But before I do that, I'd be remiss. Obviously, Travis Hunter did not suit up pretty much after halftime. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it's early. Do you have any re update or report on that? Not that as of yet. Uh, actually, there were a couple other players uh, that didn't come back after halftime. So uh, to see uh, if we'll be a full stream, which I expect for us to be a full stream because both of those players said they, they were all right. They just, you know, the, the league was what was enough that they could, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, play some other people in the second half. So, uh, but I expect all hands on deck in some version. You're hearing it looks like you probably have all hands on deck on both sides. You talked with Joshua earlier, saying they're getting some guys back. You have two weeks, so in a lot of ways, you're probably going to get just about all the guys, if not uh, all of them, back for Jackson State, and that's the way you want to see a championship matchup. With that being said, Joshua, I kind of line this up. I want you to talk about your offensive unit, some of the unique things. Obviously, you can't give away game plan just like Charles doesn't. But you know enough of it where you can talk about uh, what you believe needs to be done against a very potent Jackson State. Uh, we talk about averages. Usually, they average about 10. So you did see a little anomaly in terms of uh, what B.J. Jones and even A.D. Drew talked about from Bubba. Daniels in regards to what he was able to do, which was different. And then you have the fact, yeah, it was the third string, so you didn't necessarily align yourself. So there's going to be a lot more focus on Darius Richard. Deservedly so, in terms of one of the best quarterbacks, and as you said, the best dual uh, threat quarterback at the FCS level. Talk about what needs to get done uh, from an Eagles perspective against a potent, strong Jackson State defense. Yeah, man. Uh, Chuck made a really, really big point um, when talking about how that team responds in moments. And, I, and I've heard a lot of the SWAC family and following talk about Jackson State responding in that moment. And, and a couple of things I want people to know is that um, this team in particular, in particular this offense, when a offense from the other side has a three and out and North Carolina Central's offense gets a chance to get back on the field 
from our defense causing a three and out. North Carolina Central has converted those offensive possessions into touchdowns on 60% of our offense, uh, our drive this year. So if you punt the ball and you get the ball back to our offense, it is incredibly likely that our offense then takes that possession that our defense is giving back to us and puts it into the, into the end zone. Another data point. Charles talked about Jackson State's offense averaging 38 points a game. Well, North Carolina Central averaged 38 points a game on offense as well. So we're even there. And this is one of the things that's beautiful about, you know, just the HBCU landscape because the MEAC does not get as much attention as the SWAC. We know this is it's just a fact, especially given the time we've been in here with the prime era and things of that sort. So a lot of what's going to happen in these next few weeks from fans of the SWAC and fans of Jackson State is they're going to do exactly what we talked about at the beginning. They're going to look at Campbell. They're going to look at that game against Campbell, and they're going to say, well, there's your unique and, and similar opponent, and we saw what Campbell did to you guys. So that's what Jack- Jackson State is going to do to you guys. And here's what I cannot overstate this enough. Watch the Campbell game a thousand times. Bet on the Campbell game as much as you can signify and identify yourself. Love that game. I'm talking about make yourself so identified. If you a Jackson State fan, I want you to watch that game a million times. I don't want you to watch (laughs) no other games. I don't want you to think about nothing else. I don't even want you to know who Davius Richard. I'm talking about if you're a fan, because I know the analysts and the coaches and the guys who are around the program are different. Actually, they they, they, they refer to the A&T game. They look at the good Look, yeah, look at that game too. Yeah, look at look at that game too. Look at look at that game. Look at that game. If the games that I don't want you to watch, I wouldn't even the games I want you to watch, I won't even tell you I want you to watch them games. <laughs> because this offense, <laughs> listen to me clearly, Jackson State fans. And Charles, I'm talking to you particularly. This offense is nothing you have ever seen before. What we have on this offensive side of the ball. You can't duplicate. God can't remake 6-3-2-20 with the ability to run over a linebacker, with the ability to stiff arm Aubrey Miller in the middle of his face. He ain't seen that all season long. But I can guarantee you this. At 12 o'clock noon, December 17th, you're going to wish that you had seen somebody like Davius Richard at some point in this season. You can't duplicate it. That's all I got to say. Keep watching all the Campbell film you want. For those of you who are watching this show that don't know a lick about football, I want you to come down to Atlanta, be jubilant, get your drink on, get your cigar smoke on, have fun and party. Because when we check this time in two weeks on December 18th, you would have known that you've seen the best dual threat quarterback in the country, not SCS, Doc, in the country bar none. Ladies and gentlemen, 1801 Fable Street is going to be in the building. I ain't got nothing else to say, Doc. Oh, we ain't going to end on that. No, we ain't going to end on that. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to you, Charles. I'm going to come to you, Charles, because it is ice cold Founders Day. So you know I'm going to let you get the last word. I'm being Michael Josh. I I can't do that. You know, it's it's too cold out there. Uh, But I did want to put this in there. We'll have a chance to bring in um, some folks from the outside. Uh, to give you some perspective, some sp- special voices. We also uh, have uh, scheduled to bring in John Grant to give you some updates. And one of the updates we got right now, which is a beautiful thing, the game is essentially sold out. Yes, uh, As we went into the SWAC championship game, 
um, you had them releasing 200 standing room only seats. Everything's been oh, sold. Wow. Yeah. So this is one of those games uh, that everybody will be in the building with anticipation, deservedly so, uh, for this matchup. But I also want you all to know if you want some really great insight with the little fan and bluster going back and forth, uh, so you can have some fun in that well. But really talking about going behind, make sure you stick with us over the next couple of weeks because uh, we're going to take you and be able to go in and outside of the numbers, data of this matchup from different perspectives. Make sure you check out uh, Brian and A.D. Drew. They're going to do it. Joshua Sims, obviously. B.J. Jones on uh, Top 5 Tuesday. The Twitter Spaces, they're going to be showing out. Joshua on Wednesday with HBCU Nightly, they're going to be showing out. Pre-game show as they kind to uh, do their final of this year, 2022. You know, they're going to be giving you some great insights. So it's going to be fascinating when you watch all this from that perspective. With that being said, Charles, you know, just because um, you are kindred with yourself, with the show here, and it is Alpha's Founders Day, I would be remiss if I didn't give you the last uh, statement of this matchup. Seems like it's going 15-round matchup the way y'all throwing yeah. slugs already. You know, uh, with I, a little bit of the ice, I'm going to let you do your thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I know we're pressed for a little bit of time, but I, I want to say this. <laughs> People all season have been carrying notebooks, writing notes. I see something here. <laughs> and I see something here. And, oh, oh, we got something here. Guess what is happening? 12 and 0 has happened. Now, I know there's a possession here, there's a possession there, but for full court, are you going to be able to bring that? And I know Davis Richard is, is he is 6 3, you two, huh? You have not seen Schwartz Sanders. Nowhere on your schedule. Well, South Carolina State, maybe you saw something similar. Oops, my bad. Or, or you saw something similar. Something. Yeah, yeah, we got a mutual loss there in the last four Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah, lost yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Oh, it was 2021. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three and eight. Yeah, last, last time y'all yeah, played y'all. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah. So you know, yeah, y'all lost to him last time. I, and, and, and point, point, point being, I respect for me at, I respect what they've done in the celebration bowl. Hey, we're about to start a new cycle, and you can thank Jack State for that. All right, now that's all I got. This is the, appreciate it. This is Dr. Mills inside of HBC Sports Lab. I hope you enjoyed the show. We gave you a little extra time uh, since uh, big matchup. Uh, look forward to this over the next two weeks, as we said. Thank you for listening inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yada Kabil, the dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Obviously, Mike Washington out on assignment. We have none other than A.D. Drew, B.J. Jones, and Joshua Sims Sr. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. Uh, Central Standard Time, and then on Sundays at 9 a.m. Follow me, Dr. Yacobiel, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Uh, inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube and Facebook. Like us. Subscribe. Make sure you share with your friends. Download my JBN, my BCSN app. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon, Charles. Of course. AD. Lecture. Both BJ Jones and Joshua Sims. Eagle Pride dismissed. Miss. <laughs> <laughs>